0: Welcome to Pop Rocks, where artists pop. My name is Evan Bieber and this is a podcast for music lovers and anyone passionate about independent and emerging artists. Enjoy. Fox Revit is a fast rising LGBT singer and music producer. His upbringing in classical music, coupled with his deep admiration for singer-songwriters, sets him apart as a pop musician. Since his debut in the fall, he has been profiled by Grindr, produced a viral hit song for RuPaul's Drag Race, rap production on his debut mixtape, and most recently produced the lead single for famed Canadian drag artist, Lemon. He also just released his latest single, That Bad.
1: Hey.
0: Hi. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, such a pleasure. I thought I would start with asking about, I know that you went to a specialized school for like singing in the arts, right? Yeah, I did. How was that experience for you? oh it was amazing I mean I um uh
1: growing up I I uh I I really don't I don't thrive in, in like a normal school environment I really do I I really wouldn't pay attention in classes which is funny because like I would always do really well in class but I I found I would just spend my whole day looking forward to like music class and looking forward to like drama class that's the, the like that's the I would just like spend my whole day fantasizing about those classes so then i ended up like going into a school where basically my whole day was music class um and and it was amazing i loved it it was incredible i think also um you know i think that a lot of people just like benefit from being surrounded by the things that they care
0: about totally totally would you say it was like a competitive type space or was there a sense of community or both i guess Um, I think that I'm
1: competitive, but I don't, I I think looking back, I don't think that other people felt the way that I felt, you know, like, I, I, um, I was very, I was very, like, I want the, I want, (laughs) I was the Rachel Berry. (laughs) But you could, but you could read though. (laughs) Yeah, I think, (laughs) you know what? I think it was also just, I think it was competitive in the sense that like, um, when it comes to music, I think there's, like, having knowledge of music and being the person who's really good at reading music, being really good with um, theory. And then there's the person who's a really good performer, and there's all these different avenues. I think I was really interested in being the person who, like, when they step on stage is, like, giving giving you the best ver- that that version of music rather nice. than, like, the stud- studied version.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I read an interview where you said... There's nothing like pop music's sugar rush, which I totally agree with because I love oh, pop yeah. music. yeah. Um, do you remember your first examples of pop music that you really connected with? Oh my god! I mean, I've
1: always loved pop music. I think honestly, the the thing that was really one of the nexus points for me was I remember getting home from we have a cottage in in a uh, Muskoka. And I got home and it's like the day before first day of school. I'm lying in bed and on the radio for the first time, I think this was 2008, back to back, they played um, Lady Gaga's Just Dance. And it was the first time I heard that. And then they followed it up with September's Cry For You. And I heard those songs for the first time back-to-back and i was like this is maybe the best thing i've ever heard in my life (laughs) i don't think i've ever heard a better song (laughs) wow
0: no that's incredible that is a great back-to-back yeah that would be my also like obsession
1: (laughs) but it's funny too because it's just like so many things all at once for me because it was like that and then a i swear to god like at that time, Carly Rae Jepsen was on Canadian Idol, yeah. and oh, I was yeah. voting for Carly Rae, and then her debut, like, folk album came out, like, a month or two later, and it was the first album I ever bought on iTunes.
0: Wow. So, was Carly so Rae, like, like, your, like, OG girl?
1: Oh, yeah. No, she's my she's my OG everything. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, my OG girl is Canadian also. My OG girl is Avril Lavigne, and I live for her, and I still live for her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and why would you not? But do you live for her? Do you live for her or for Melissa?
0: Ooh, I mean, I lived, I lived, I lived for her, and now I'm living for Melissa. <laughs> That's what I
1: say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Av. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I also read that you're um, a fan of the Spice Girls, as as I was um, and still am. Oh my god! Yeah, hundred percent. You know
1: what? And all summer long, we've been playing. Um, uh, who Do You Think You Are? Oh, yes. But my favorite is I'ma Say You'll Be There, Stan. I love yes, Say You'll Be There. I, I think that's that. like a perfect song.
0: I agree. Um, Which Spice Girl were you? Oh, I was and continue to be Baby Spice. Same. I,
1: Same. I, my sister used to put me, I had like blonde hair and I would be in pigtails and I would give a Baby Spice performances for my family, Amazing. followed by Elvis. So I was, I was Baby Spice and Elvis.
0: I love that. That, that is, that is definitely a vibe. I was also And if baby that's spice. not
1: true to who I am today, I don't know what is.
0: Exactly. Um, But I want to talk more about you and kind of learn more about your creative process. Um, Ooh, love. Tell me about that. Tell me about how, because production is so, for me, like I don't know anything about production. And it seems mm-hmm. so daunting and complicated. So on top of producing, you're writing your own music. So I'm just wondering how that kind of uh, all comes together for you.
1: You know what, it really comes together in, in a million different types of ways. I Sometimes I don't even know. And you have this imposter syndrome that seeps in because you're like, I don't know what happened first with this song like this this week i released a song called that bad
0: mm-hmm. which and is so good so good by the way
1: thank you <laughs> i i really i i thought i remembered how the song started but i think i may have forgotten <laughs> but in 2021 i had just written and produced my like and had mixed my first solo song and i was like oh i'm going to follow it up with this song i had this idea and i think it was that I was just playing around and making a beat. But now that I think about it, I think I made the beat and then I brought it to the piano. And then I think I wrote it at the piano and then expanded the beat. But honestly, the way it actually really started, now that I'm remembering, is um, I, I have a collection of misheard lyrics Ooh. That I write down in my notes app. So whenever I mishear a lyric, I write it down. Cause a lot of the time the best ideas are ideas that like you don't even have. They just kind of fall out of the sky for you. Wow. And like um, something like a misheard lyric is perfect because you're not even you're not even doing the work. You're just you're yep. just like, you're actually doing the opposite. You're yeah. like hearing it wrong. <laughs> so I remember um Demi Lovato released the art of letting go. And I was given it a once through. And I, there was a song where the lyric was, Romeo has no sequel. And I kept thinking she was saying, Romeo's in a sinkhole. And I was like, what a weird thing to say. And then I realized that that's, not in fact what um they're saying at all. Wow. So then I wrote it down and I just kept coming back to it cuz I was like I
0: don't know what this means, but I'd love to know. Yeah. And then wow. that's how it happened. That's incredible. <laughs> that's really cool. Thank you. I've never thought about that before writing down misheard lyrics. And I'm sure I mishear a lot of lyrics. <laughs> no, 100%. I and cuz you know what, a lot of the times there are songs that I swear to god
1: are my favorite song of all time, and I realized I don't know what they're saying here at all.
0: It's so weird when that happens, when you're like, I know this song, I know everything about this song. And then if you, someone like dropped the song for a second, you had to sing it, you'd be like, wait, I don't know the words to this.
1: (laughs) Honestly, so one of my, this is such a circle back point, but one of my all time favorite songs, like a song that I wish I wrote was uh, Run Away With Me by Carly Rae Jepsen, and I, completely learned that she was saying something completely different than what I thought she was saying in the chorus. And I was like, that's really kind of embarrassing. I've sung that song like full voice for years, and I completely realized that I was saying one of the main lyrics wrong.
0: Yeah, there's nothing more like humbling than when you're in a car with your friend and you're belting the lyrics and they're like, what did you say? And then you're like, oh, I, uh-huh. <laughs> I guess I didn't know it. <laughs> I also heard that your creative process uh, involves a lot of coffee, which is pretty similar to me. Oh my God. Because <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a coffee, coffee fan. Uh, so what's, what's your coffee order?
1: <laughs> oh, you know what, today, Um, I had an iced Americano and and then I just had a hot coffee, but I'm really not, I, am I'm a really, nothing goes in
0: the coffee unless it's like a bad coffee and then it's milk and sugar. Gotcha. Milk and sugar. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, okay. I want to talk about your music. (laughs) Okay. Now I know you, you were doing music before and, uh, production for others, but Mm -hmm. your first solo, uh, release was someone new, right? In 2021. Yes. Yeah. How did it feel? kind of going from uh working with production for others to then starting your own solo career was that were you kind of nervous about that or did it feel like it was the perfect right time
1: honestly like it it is really scary to do because especially I was around that time I was doing a lot of pitch work where We, me and some collaborators, we would be pitching songs to very successful artists in like L.A. and in the U.K., and um, it's kind of like, it was very humbling because, you know, you're really sort of... um, spending that time when you're pitching the songs, trying to build yourself up and be like, I'm, I'm really all that. And then when you start putting out your own stuff and you're starting from grand, ground zero, you're kind of like, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's humbling.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, for sure.
1: but it was definitely time for me because I was like, I have so, so many songs and uh, it's just time to get them time to get them out.
0: Totally. And, and all the songs that you've put out so far have been so good. And Thank you. It's, oh, yeah, no problem. It's crazy to me that you've produced them because, like, obviously, there's one thing where your voice is incredible, and another thing that the production is incredible. And usually, like, I know a lot of musicians that like there's a really good producer who works with a really talented vocalist or whatever and mm-hmm. um, it's crazy that you're doing both and you have a nice mix of um, like one of my favorites by you is is I mean I like the version with both of you but your solo version of I think I'm missing is I think like a really good oh, thank it's like you. such a great showcase of your vocals also so I love like cuz I love a slow song too
1: <laughs> I, I think I'm missing I, I think I'm losing all it's so funny because like um i when i was working on that song i was very much like this is b-side this is like i'm feeling like this is my b-side and it's the one that i think like is actually it's like the one that does the best which is so funny to me (laughs) but I definitely, like, don't feel attached to feeling like I have to produce everything I do. And I have some songs coming up that are, are a little bit more produced by other people. Um, and I handle mostly, like, vocal production and, and elements of the production. But I it's funny because the thing that I always have the hardest time breaking through is actually listening to my voice. Like, I hate, I hate the process of having to learn to love a voice on a song. Yeah. Because sometimes the way that you hear, you listen to all this music and you digest all these artists and you're like, Oh, I want to possess this quality from this mm-hmm. artist and this quality from this artist and this quality from that artist. And you can apply that in production. I'm like, I can do that. Yeah. I can, I can make it sound like a Tame Impala song or I can make it sound like a Britney Spears song, yeah. but I can't do that with my voice. Like you have, The only thing that you can bring
0: to the song is your own voice and your own singing. Totally. Yeah, totally. And that's tough because, yeah, it's literally just you. (laughs) Like, you can't, it's like, and then you don't want to, you don't want to try to sound like another artist either. Like, you want to find your own sound. And I'm sure it's with production too. Like, you want to find your own sound within, you know, your inspirations.
1: yeah and also you know there is there is like that experience when you're uh like a queer person especially like a a gay man like when you listen back to your talking voice like it's it's sort of common in the community where everyone's like i can't listen to this so then when you're also doing it with singing you have this this layered internalized homophobia when you're listening to yourself sing
0: yes and then
1: but now I'm just like oh I don't care like I, yeah. I've given up on that because it's like who cares and and the people who care in the comments like
0: oh yeah yeah Whatever. what are you like, doing the, what are yeah, you doing wh- here what are you do- get out go um yeah totally I mean that's how I feel editing a podcast I'm always like oh my god yeah. <laughs> it's it's like me listening to myself for an hour and being like what that's how I sound
1: <laughs> well you know what it's so I've been producing i hope I, I i hope i don't reveal too much but whatever she'd probably love it um i've been <laughs> working um producing uh, an album for um a drag race girl named lemon if you know lemon
0: i mean and... that lemon just so you know is one of my one of my faves because oh my god she, was, she was one of my top faves from um season one of canada's drag yeah when she went too. home in uk versus the world i literally was st- stop watching i was upset oh it was criminal it, it was, was criminal criminal <laughs> i was but, very upset but i love her but sorry keep going
1: well she was uh, she had a really interesting perspective just in terms of like um her voice because she was saying you know, like just talking about um you know your voice is your voice and and she's like and people people seem to like it so what am i gonna do about care people like it
0: <laughs> that's so true that's really true and i was like that's
1: really true like you know if people like it don't don't get in your head about it because you're getting in the way of other people enjoying it the only person who's not enjoying it is you
0: so that's true and you're like at the end of the day you're still making the art that you want to make so it's like what you still mm-hmm. have you're saying the words that you want to say so that's the important part A
1: <laughs> 100% Um,
0: I want to talk a little bit about now I know you just put out that bad but I want to talk about twice because you also put out that song this year <laughs> has a little bit of a different vibe than That Bad. And one element that I love about Twice is that there's like a rock element and that it's like, has that kind of like angsty vibe to it, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that song?
1: Yeah, so I was working on that song and I think that was the end of 2021 is when I I made that song which is crazy. Wow. But um I was working on it with my friend Adrian who who I'm having co-produce a lot of my upcoming stuff. He's a part of a Canadian band called Birds of Bellwoods. They're like a super successful Canadian group and we were we started working, we had a uh, just like a writer's week where we went into the studio and we just sort of wrote and we were working on that song and we had all these different ideas for it and originally the production for it was very leaning similar to um, a song called Charger by Elio Okay. Um, and it was very sort of like pop, bass and I turned to him and I was like, I think that this song needs to be like punk yeah and I listened to actually uh a a weird amount of like punk and rock music uh and I was like what we'll just lean hyper pop with yes (laughs) yes and and I and it's funny because now I feel a lot more confident like uh I, I, I spent a lot of this year sort of agonizing over, oh, I need to filter all these songs to be stylistically whatever. And now with all the songs that are coming out, I'm like, I don't care, like let's, like I was, my objective, I was like, I'm tired of pretending like I wanna make good music, like I wanna make bad music. Let's just like put everything out <laughs> and, and I want, cause you know what, everything
0: that, everything that's on the charts is terrible. So like, let's make bad music. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth, but your music's not bad. <gasps> oh, thank you. All right, I want to talk about That Bad.
1: Romeo's in a single, screaming something by letting go. Tell me what you did to make it that bad. Yeah, did to make it that bad. bad, bad,
0: bad. Because mm-hmm. it's a great song. Um, I was going to ask you about the correlation to Romeo and Juliet. Um, but now that you told me about the Romeo aspect i'm sure that was like just the starting point the demi lovato lyric which is really cool (laughs) but i'm curious then how you um kind of turn that into the concept of the song
1: i guess the way that i was thinking about it um was you know the the at least to me like the idea was you know romeo and juliet represents these people who are like they will, they will literally kill themselves for each other. Yeah. So to what degree can they be pushed by the other person to the point that they feel like they would just like let go of the relationship? And like, what does that look like? So the idea was about like, Romeo is in a sinkhole screaming something about letting go, tell me what you did to make it that bad. Like, what did you do? What did yeah. you do? What did you do? and all these pressure points are showing in, you know, whether or not they're like metaphorical or literal and what did you do to make it to like, get to this point.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, um, the verses are just meant to be a little bit more vague so that you can paint your own picture where it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm all, I, I waited, I waited for this person and, and now, now they won't even touch me. And like now they hate me and, but then they love me and, and you know what? Do you, and then I was like, and then and then uh, my partner was like, oh, and you need to have a breakdown. So then we just added that in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, and the breakdown is really good. <laughs> Thank you. You described it as heartache and the complexities of love, but it's also about resilience. And was mm-hmm. the resilience part um, to me like the the sound feels very uh, part of like resilient, like it feels because it's even though it's a it's a deep song it's actually very freeing listening to it was that kind of mm-hmm. your um idea of making like a deep song but i described the music as like dance cry music which is one of my faves where you're kind of like you're dancing but it's serious
1: <laughs> well that was kind of the thing it's like my initial first influence when i sat down to produce it was um crying on the bathroom floor by Muna. oh yes and it's like a big like really depressing song but the beat is going off and I feel like I I can never take myself too seriously if you're doing something really like dramatic and emotional and you have like the strings and everything I'm like I can't do that (laughs) so it's you kind of uh, you you know you gotta sweeten the sour uh but then also like with the sweet like if you have a sweet
0: song you need to have like a little bitterness you know you gotta or spice you know there's always got to be a balance Totally, totally. And I saw that you actually used some production from Muna's sample pack also.
1: I did. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I want, I want
0: ever... What was your experience like collaborating with others and kind of helping them create their vision, but also implementing your own sound to it? You know what? I, I'm one of those people where
1: I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty blunt. I don't, I, I I don't really like when it comes to working collaboratively with people. I, I, I tend to be pretty realistic about what my sound is and, and how close I can get to people's sound. And so when I work with people, I, I I'm just kinda like this is this is realistically what this is gonna sound like and I'll play them a couple songs to be like, This is what it's probably gonna sound like. Cool. So a lot of the times I'm work I through that process like I end up working with people who, who want that, you know? Yeah. I don't usually work with people who who don't who don't want that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um so it's usually pretty easy because I I know how to do the things I wanna do. Yeah. But It's interesting because like working with Lemon on on this upcoming album was the first time that I ever worked on like rap stuff. So that was definitely like a big learning curve for me because usually when you're in the studio and you're working with a singer, you have to record harmonies, you have to have all these vocal ad libs, you need to have all of these like vocal stacks, all these different treatments. You know, you yep. have your background vocals, your lead vocals, your vocal over here, your stack, your your reverb tail, and then for a rap record, um, it's a lot more simple, not simple. It's just that with with a rap record, a lot of the times, um, y- there's not much you as a producer can do to influence the artist's flow. Like their flow is their flow. Yeah. So it's interesting for me because. I'm realizing that my my background in music, like production for vocal music, has been like very intense. Mm. Um, and and I'm learning to maybe be a bit more relaxed because because um
0: sometimes you don't need to do all that. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on the the song and the vibe. Did you produce um five six seven eight?
1: I did. The, I did the vocal production for Five Six nice. Seven Eight.
0: Nice, nice. Love that so song. So
1: Kieran Armitage does all the the beat production, cool. um, and is insane. Is yeah. insane.
0: Come through is so iconic. I hope Lemon knows how iconic that verse is. You know what? She does. She oh, does. Good, she good. knows.
1: And it's it's so funny because based on the way that she sort of framed it to me was like, what happened was she had done um versus the world and then came back and filmed every did like come through and then like found this new success through that song so
0: oh yeah and now that's it's, like, even better. honestly
1: like truly such a good lyricist i was
0: i was amazed yeah i was uh, amazed yeah yeah that's a great song great verse and i'm excited to hear the music you guys create together um speaking of uh drag race queens Let's talk about let loose. Now, did ah! did you did you help work on the original version with um, Andrew Barrett Cox or the Andrew's Angels edition? I
1: wish I got to work on the original version. <laughs> I was an original version! Stand. Stand. No, I just helped with the with the with the Angels version and I, I had like a couple little added production elements, but the whole reason was because um Lemon was approached to work on the song. Um, Lemon was looking for a producer to work with on the song and I, I'm good friends with, um, Boa. I know a bunch of the, I know a bunch of the girls because I used to do drag in Toronto with them. Like I started doing drag with Priyanka. Wow. And so then Lemon approached me to, to, to work on the verse, you know, she came over I, we film, I, I can't believe I haven't posted a TikTok about this. But she came over. There's still time. There's still time. We, there's still
0: time. <laughs> I know. People, we worked I, on still, it. I'm still listening to that song. So it's still, it's still, it's still in the rotation. <laughs> we basically worked on the
1: song. And I had a couple ideas for production and Little Stings and stuff like that. And I was like, and the beach, it's up here. And da, da, da. So then I just sent some stuff over. And they included my additional production, which I was kind of like, Oh, cool. Yeah. And we got cool. the song out within, like, a week and a half of working on it.
0: Wow. Yeah, because that was very quick. I was wondering, like, if it was, like, in the works. But then I assumed no. Because how would anyone know what would go viral and what wouldn't go viral? Like, well, I'm sure Lucy didn't even know that that song would go viral. <laughs> I, th- I think
1: she probably thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was she probably, probably did. <laughs> but... It was Andrew, Andrew um, is I think really good friends with Jan and and so they they, they were working on that. And then Jan and Lemon were li- roommates. Oh, no way. Whoa. They were roommates. Um, and they were roommates. <laughs> and they were roommates. Yeah, so Jan had gone away to film season 12 of Drag Race. And then when she came back from filming, uh, Lemon was like, "Oh, by the way, in two days, I'm going to film Canada."
0: Oh wow! So it was, That's it ridiculous. was, it
1: all. <laughs> That's really I know, crazy.
0: It's
1: crazy, and I love, I love,
0: I love Jan. I love Jan. I know, I I love Jan also. Um, I I saw a clip of Jan and Marsha, Marsha, Marsha doing like a skit from the Brady Bunch, and it was. It was so genius to me. (laughs) Oh, it's brilliant. No, I love them. I I really like Marsha, too. Me, too. Me, too. All right. But before you go, I have a few other questions for you. Um, Mm -hmm. Speaking of collaborations, what artists that you haven't collaborated with yet would you like to collaborate with? Oh, wow. I mean, there's, like, the obvious ones. I think, like, on a very
1: realistic level, I would love to... um, Work with like Alix. Hmm. I w- I was just I was re-listening to a lot of Ali X is actually kind of how I got into writing and producing my own stuff because really? yeah she she released her first I guess collection one and I saw her first show just around the corner from where I live now oh. and I was like oh my god I I need to do that and then I would on on like a dream level I would love to um I would love I would love to work with Carly. I would love to work yeah. with Charlie. I would love to, you know, yeah. you know, the, I, you know, the, the everyone in terms of people that maybe people don't know. I don't know. What am I listening to a lot of? Yeah. I want to know. Oh, I want to, I want to work with Japanese, the Japanese house. I want to, I want to, I want to work with George Daniel. I want to, I want George Daniel from the 1975 yes, yes, to produce yes. everything for me.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: I, I, I have a dream um album and it's my it's my fictional second major label album and it's produced by George Daniel, BJ Burton wow. and very randomly will have one Max Martin song on it, just one.
0: <laughs> yes. That's like the the fun. That's like the radio pop one and then the other ones like the mm-hmm. underground ones. <laughs> I already
1: came up with the, I, I was telling my partner yesterday, I came up with a release strategy so that <laughs> for, 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 for the, for the album, it's you leak all of the bonus tracks online Ooh. and, and it's like, they're all circulating on TikTok, and you, you leak fake artwork and fake. <laughs> Um, like every fake tour dates Fake album title Like everything is leaking And it's like Oh my god What are they gonna do But it's it's not a real album And I then you release that. The real album That's It's actually it, genius People go crazy But you're leaking Like objectively Like crazy songs Like they need to be The bonus tracks And they need to be Stupid songs Yep
0: But those are like the best, you know,
1: (laughs) I know. And then when everyone is like, oh, my God, but we need these songs. Then you reissue the
0: album with the bonus tracks. Totally. Totally. Um, Also, since you're obviously a Drag Race fan or just a drag queen fan, because it seems like you're your friends. Oh, yeah, too. Um, What drag queen that you haven't worked with would you like to collaborate with? Oh, (sighs) tough, a tough one. oh my god (laughs) that's so good the the pressure um mm, monet Ugh, i love monet
1: i i just say that because monet is one of my favorites but i was thinking like you know um i think we could make like a hit we could make a like a hit then there's like obviously you know i've Uh, if I worked for Trixie then 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 you make the money you know that gets played all (laughs) over the radio (laughs) they play play Trixie on Canadian radio really um yeah they do
0: Trixie is such a smart businesswoman. (laughs) like I know it's crazy I was just watching Trixie Motel one second before like I've already seen it but it's kind of like my comfort show on in the background and I was like this show is so smart. Like what the hell? <laughs> I've been trying to watch it. It's one of those impossible shows to watch in Canada cuz we just don't have that network. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's on Max now, but I don't know if you have it. What's a...
1: that? Max? It's like
0: H- HBO Max. Oh, Max? It's on Max? It's on Max now, yeah. We don't even have Max in Canada. Oh, we have God, we gotcha.
1: have a different um like larger thing that contains Max and
0: like other networks. Gotcha. But you have healthcare, so that's okay. <laughs> You're, yeah. you're, you're winning. I think we'll be, you're good. Before I let you go, even though I've had the best convo, um, I have a few more random questions for you. Ooh, love. I want to know some of your other, I know Carly Rae Jepsen is one of your Canadian heroes. Mm. Who are some of your other Canadian heroes?
1: Oh, oh well, like, I guess it goes without saying, like Avril and Shania, like, I loved yeah. them both growing up. Um, I listen to a lot of Canadian people, so like I love Elio, mm-hmm. I love um, Alex.
0: I'm, am I allowed to talk about Grimes? Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I
1: love,
0: I I, I listen like, to Grimes, I like but the, I do the same. I'm like,
1: Ooh. <laughs> I, like what are, what am I allowed to say? Um, I yeah, I love canceled. I love the albums. Yeah. I love um, I love so many. I love um. Uh, Valley's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't um, know Valley was Canadian, actually. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, it's, I, I realized they're Canadian because I realized they live around the corner and I see them literally every other day. I literally, I, I, I yelled across the street at them one time. I don't think that they, they realized I went, it's Valley.
0: <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Um, and then I, there's so many good little Canadians. Um, Matthew V, I love my best friend Layla. Uh her her is EP's great. coming out and it's great.
0: Um, okay, my last question for you is a big one. And um <sighs> in an interview uh from last year, you mentioned that your favorite album of twenty twenty two was Hatchie's <sighs> Giving the World Away, which is a great choice. Oh yeah.
1: Uh, that's good. Did, did did do I stand by that? I wonder. <laughs>
0: exactly. Like, do you take it back? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Well, I know I know this year's not over, but I'm wondering, what's your favorite album of this year so far? And you can have a few. You, you don't have to pick one. And you can you cheat. What? You can pull up. You can pull up Spotify. <laughs>
1: I'm not. I was actually not gonna cheat. I was fully gonna. I was. I'm. I'm an Apple Music girl, and uh, I was gonna pull up my my end of year wrapped so far. So I can, I can stay true. Love that. And I will say it's definitely the albums that are in my top four. And I guess coming in at number one <laughs> is, wait, I should start at number four, <laughs> number four, but it's only had about a week. Or two is The Loveliest Time by yes. Carly Rae Jepsen. That's,
0: yeah, that's literally only been out for not that much time.
1: <laughs> I know. And it says 134 plays. Uh, number three is Jesse Ware. Yes. That feels good. Yeah, great album. Number two is Desire. I Want to Turn Into You by Caroline
0: Polachek. I think that's my, my one.
1: And then my number one is... In the end, it always does by the Japanese house. Yes, a beautiful, beautiful album. I don't know what it is. I like, I just like a simple, beautiful album will get me every time. Same, same. And then I think Hachi's probably my favorite from last year. Unless, unless I have a controversial change of heart. (laughs) I think what came out in 2022? Maybe Muna. Oh, yeah. 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 Muna, Hachi. Charlie,
0: honestly,
1: Charlie was my maybe top. Maybe even, maybe even the Sabrina Carpenter record. That album really grew on me. That
0: yeah, was really, yeah. It was a
1: grower. Like it was later it, I realized, like, wait yeah. a minute, this has. When it came out, I listened to the first couple songs and I was like. No hits. Yeah, not listening. <laughs> and then I came back to it like a month later, and I was like, "Oh, this is amazing."
0: Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Um, well, thank you so much for for joining me today. I had so much fun chatting with you and getting to know you. I had such a good time too. Thanks for taking the time. I, it was nice to meet you. Oh, it was such a pleasure. You too.
1: Bye. Bye. Yeah.